What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. And Terrence. What's up? Uh, we're going to talk a lot about Dauntless, because this game came in a little bit out of nowhere and it smacked me and Terrence both upside the head a lot this week. I thought I had played a lot, and then I found out what Slayer level Terrence was at. <laughs> and as usual, I have not played as much as Terrence. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm just good. I don't know. so before we get there um i would like to rant about a little game called destiny 2 so if you guys have been listening to the podcast every week you know that here in season six i've been uh sporadically trying to you know play comp to get the pinnacle weapons because i still need to get lunas i'm actually interested in the recluse in comp in order to do this there's a whole bunch of other shit you gotta do but at the last step of the quest for each of these weapons is to reach fabled rank in comp now fabled rank is the fourth tier of rankings out of six that you can get to and you need 2100 rank points to do it now of course the problem in comp is when you win your rank points go up when you lose they go down so the worse you play uh the more struggle you're going to have fighting uphill so i've been at like 1800 rank points for a while and i pretty much haven't played destiny for about a month but a friend of mine uh who was has been trying to help me get there and has really been encouraging me to do it is like come on let's do it this weekend let's try to knock it out i was like okay you guys of course will recall the story about a month or so ago where i was literally one win away and then got ddosed and that pissed me off uh so i was very upset about that so once again, uh, we have a situation here where in the match that I would have would have gotten the requisite number of rank points that I needed to reach Fabled Rank, I lost because of a network attack-related issue from another player. Mm. So this is not an uncommon problem in Destiny Comp, by the way, because they use peer-to-peer matchmaking, which makes doing stuff like that way easier than it would be if Bungie hosted their own servers. And also, not a not a big secret in the Destiny 2 comp world especially, uh, are account recoveries, where people literally set up businesses where you can pay people to jump on your account and fucking grind you through the comp grind to get the weapons that you can't earn or don't have the time to earn by yourself. And of course, a lot of these account recovery folks are probably the ones using the cheating tools because after all, Time is money, and the quicker that you can get up the comp grind, the better off you are. Here's my issue. My issue is that with these pinnacle weapons so far, it has required you to invest a heavy amount of time into whichever requisite game mode comes along with them. For Gambit, that's fine because it requires you to reset your infamy rank, which means just play Gambit. Obviously, you'll do better in that if you win, but if you lose, it's not the end of the world. You just got to keep your nose to the grindstone and keep just grinding out XP. For the strike pinnacle weapon, you just got to fucking do strikes and some other bullshit, but you just got to do strikes. When your comp experience sucks, to put it fucking lightly, because nobody wants to do comp. Comp isn't fun in Destiny 2. People only do it to get the rewards. Like Once you get all the rewards you want, whether that's going all the way up to Legend for a Not Forgotten, or whether that's just getting enough to get your seasonal pinnacle weapon... You don't play comp anymore unless you're trying to help a friend uh, get their stuff as well. And so you have this weapon 
which is extremely, it's supposed to be a skill-driven weapon, right? Like, not everyone's supposed to have this. Only, you know, decent PvP players are supposed to be able to get this gun. But now you've taken this weapon that's supposed to be driven by skill, and you've made it essentially a pay-to-win weapon. Because if I really wanted it that badly, I could pay however much money to some dude to hop on my account and probably have it by the end of the fucking day, for all intents and purposes. Or a cheat-to-win mechanic, which in this case is honestly just as bad as a pay-to-win mechanic. And it just fucking sucks for someone that has spent a lot of fucking time and energy trying to move up the ladder to get here, only when you are right on the cusp to get hit with all this bullshit as fucking time goes along. It's just really fucking irritating. Last week, you said that um, someone asked a question saying something to the effect of what type of game or what game series have you never gotten into? And I think you said, wow, World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. right? Welcome to World of Warcraft. <laughs> well, but, but see, the, the, the difference is, though, is that World of Warcraft is a PvE game. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to pay someone to fucking, you know, grind stuff out for you in World of Warcraft, or you're going to use real money to buy in-game items, you're not really hurting anyone else's experience. Yeah, you're right. You're right. If you want to, if you got the money to throw around and you really want to just see a bigger number, yeah, you, you can pay someone. Yeah. And wow, that sucks. And the, the, the stupid thing is there's such an easy solution to this problem. And that is you can make it so that instead of being required to play comp and not only play comp, but win like 45 matches in comp, essentially at a minimum, like if you, like if your win rate is 50%, you need to win 45 matches or something like that in order to reach fabled rank. So in order you can make it so you don't require to play comp. You can make it easier if you play comp. Like you could reward more progress by doing certain tasks in comp over quick play. Guess what? They already fucking do that with some of their pinnacle weapons that they have in the game. But you can make it so that last step is either, hey, reach fabled rank in comp or reset your valor rank twice, which is the quick play rank that you have basically in a single season and that way you keep it so that the fucking sweaties who are going to be fucking playing comp the first week can go in and in eight hours they can get the fabled rank and have their weapon in week one and do that thing but you also make it so that people like me who don't feel like dealing with the fucking bullshit of your crap ass competitive system they're able to get it too for just putting the fucking time in that's all i'm saying and people are gonna be like oh well if you can't fucking earn it don't you, you know you don't deserve it then i have earned it I've been cheated out of it. There's a big fucking difference between the two. God damn it. That sucks, man. It's really fucking annoying to have, to, to have it happen twice. Like it's, it's okay. That's an anomaly. You know what the fuck, you know, people are assholes. What are you going to do? But to have that shit happen fucking two times. And then not only that, not only do you not get it, and not only do you lose points when you lose, but you lose an extra hundred rank points for the disconnect penalty as well. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, yo. So like I said, if, if you're gonna if Bungie's gonna insist on using peer-to-peer matchmaking, which they say for Destiny is the best matchmaking system, and look, they might be right, then get fucking then stop putting high-level rewards behind competitive because that it's it, because you're making a worse environment for your players. There's a reason that trials went away and is never coming back again because that's how shitty the competitive experience is right now inside destiny two. There's a reason that destiny two is like, why didn't destiny two ever become an esport? because their comp experience fucking sucks and nobody <laughs> enjoys doing it. 
They just <laughs> do it to get the rewards. And until you fix that, that's all people are ever going to do it for. And you're still going to have to deal with account recoveries. And you're still going to have to deal with people cheating. And people like me aren't going to want to fucking play your game because it's a big waste of time. So that's the end of that rant. I love Mad Brad. I'm just, it, I was so fucking angry yesterday. <laughs> and look, my buddy and, and Mikey, you know, Nixon, like my buddy was yeah. trying to fucking encourage me back on after I was on fucking tilt like that. But at this point, like, I don't even fucking want it. I don't even fucking want it. Like, it, like if I can't get it like regularly through natural means and he even, and Nixon even offered to hop on my account. And I thought about letting him do that. And he probably could do it because he has a little more time to do that than I do. But at the same time, I don't want to be part of the problem. Like, I don't want to be one of those guys that's getting account recovered yeah. to get these weapons as well. So, yeah. so fuck that. Um, before we move on, though, a teaser. Uh, I got a new toy this past weekend, and this is an Oculus Quest. Oh snap! That son. just came out. So, got a good price on it, uh, much less than the retail price. So, I figured I'd want to check it out. Um, I've been kind of waiting for something like this because I've been curious to check out a good VR experience. Not that PlayStation isn't. Uh, but I was really waiting for something wireless to come out because I really think that's what VR needs to kind of make it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have a lot to say about it yet because I just got it yesterday. Uh, my experience with it so far has consisted entirely almost of Beat Saber, which is really fun, <laughs> by the way. Um, so I'll have probably more to talk about with the Oculus Quest next week. Um, so far, it's been good. I did an unboxing video. Haven't reviewed that yet. So if it looks cool, I'll post it on the NetsPixels YouTube channel. Uh, for you guys so you can see what comes in it. Um, but yeah, so more on the Oculus Quest uh, next I'm, week. I'm super interested to hear your thoughts on this thing because, um, I, you know, I, I haven't quite bought into the whole VR thing. And everyone says, once you do it, you'll love it. And I, I, so I'm curious for, I'm curious to find out what type of, I'm curious to hear about your experience and see what VR games are like with VR in mind, as opposed to something that feels like it was retrofitted for VR, mm-hmm. like those Resident Evil games. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super I'm super interested to see what you have to say about this thing. Well, and and one thing I can tell you up front is that so I've played PlayStation VR before, like I've used it a few times, a handful of times. Um, the resolution on the Quest is better than the PlayStation VR. So the screen door effect, which really bothered me a lot with PlayStation, is not nearly as prevalent um, with the Quest. Now, the Quest isn't as good as the new Oculus Rift, but it also doesn't require me to have a high-end PC to run fucking software on either. So well, there you go. I'll, t- I'll take the slight hit in, uh, in Fidelity to, uh, to get the convenience of wireless play. There you go. So... Uh, new releases this week. There is a bunch. Uh, before you begin, oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, Terrence, yes, I'm very curious to hear uh, what you have to say about Neo Two. I played for five minutes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I'm just not, I I don't have time for those games anymore. <laughs> I got created, I, you can create a character, and I was like, eh, no. Sekiro <laughs> broke you that bad that you're just like I'm done playing these games. I don't care anymore. Yo. Just bother me. I'm like, oh, I like shout out to Amir anyway for like for giving me the uh, the, the the beta code or the alpha code. Yeah, I mean you can create a character now. That's dope. <laughs> and then I played it. I'm like, I remember this. And then 
Like I remember why I didn't beat this the first one. I never finished the first one. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't have the patience anymore. I'm I'm too old. I don't I just whatever, you know. Well, I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> I, I see there's a reason why it was not on our docket. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's more. It, there's, there are, there are some new um, mechanics to it. Like you have like supers, almost kind of like, which look cool. But I didn't get far enough to use them. Uh, I just was like, I'm going back to Dauntless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, more on that later because that is that Dauntless is the topic of the week. Uh, for us this week so uh new releases there is a bevy of playstation vr games coming out uh not vr related but uh the biggest release of the week is probably pix arc uh which i know is coming out for the switch and i think is also coming out on the ps4 and xbox one this week as well uh if you've ever saw if you ever thought to yourself man i really like arc survival evolved but you know what's missing minecraft uh you should check out pix arc uh, that's coming out this week. Uh, three major PlayStation VR games coming out. Uh, Blood and Truth, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's VR, and Trover Saves the Universe, all coming out for PS4 this week. Uh, they are really milking this Five Nights at Freddy's thing, huh? Oh, they are. I mean, Five Nights at Freddy's VR could probably is probably a game that would benefit. It's probably uh, the best way to play that game um, so that all the people fake, you know, oh, my God! <laughs> Like, hopefully, when they do that, they'll trip over their own feet and fall and break their neck. <laughs> Jesus uh, <laughs> Cricket 19 comes out for the, uh, for the PS4. Uh, Daisy, also available on the PS4 this week. Uh, on the Switch, you are getting Little Friends, Cats and Dogs, which basically looks like fucking Nintendo Dogs, essentially. Uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Uh, comes out on the Nintendo Switch this week as well. Highly acclaimed game uh, from a few years back. And then, I don't know who this is. Carrie can uh, can weigh in in the group when she hears this. Cadence of Hyrule, Crypt of the Necrodancer, featuring the Legend of Zelda, My God. comes out to the Nintendo Switch this week. <laughs> I, don't know sure. what, I don't know what Crypt of the Necrodancer, because I think Crypt of the Necrodancer is the main game, and it's like a Zelda either expansion or variant or spinoff or something of that nature. Again, for me to speak on, it would be me being completely ignorant. You guys are frantically trying to Google it to see if you can figure out what it is in like five seconds, but. Yeah, sorry. I don't, sorry. I I still don't know what this is. The plot cadence of Hyrule follows uh, cadence who arrives in Hyrule, uh, the setting of multiple legend of Zelda video games. So that's all that, wikipedia has to say about the plot so i i I have no idea uh it's a rhythm roguelike video game that combines the crypt of the necro dancer and the legend of zelda series now what is crypt of the necro dancer we'll find out later it's it's a a roguelike all right all right it's a zelda roguelike does it have an 8-bit aesthetic yes it does that's 16-bit aesthetic yeah. It looks, it looks yeah. more like um, it looks like a Super Nintendo game. Yeah. Okay, so Mike is not going to play this game ever. Oh, I'm not going to play it. Like, no, I wasn't going to play it. Can't play that. Nah, <laughs> nah. So moving on to uh, the quick news for this week, uh, there was a video taken at an investor meeting in Japan uh, during Sony. It's it, during their investor relations day, where a short technical demo was shown off of the 
next generation PlayStation, which we're presuming is going to be PS5. Uh, basically, per, uh, comparing performance between the two, it's a minute long video. It's kind of hard to hear the audio, but basically, they're running Spider Man on both hardwares. And whereas the PS4 Pro version has like eight seconds of loading time to load into this cutscene, uh, the next generation PlayStation does it in like half a second, quite literally. And then there's a scene where the PS4 version, they're flying through the city very quickly. And it keeps having to stop at certain points to, to load uh, briefly or buffer, really, in, in the case of that video. And then the new generation hardware just fucking flies you know, straight ahead without any stopping. Um, this is kind of what I would expect from yeah. a next generation PlayStation. Like people were like, oh, it's so fast and impressive. I'm like, this is kind of like a bear, like, like, like the expectation if you are putting out like a new generation console and calling it like a next generation console. Yeah. The next generation console should be able to play the current generation's <laughs> video games at a much better rate. Like that's nothing to be impressed about folks. Um, yeah. So this is only, I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. I just see just a faster load time. <laughs> so, so far. I mean, again, we're, we're still, we're still a ways away from getting more, like more concrete information and them showing off the PS five probably won't be till next spring. Honestly, I don't know if I'm ready. You will be by the time I guess. Out, you will. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> just sad. I won't be able to buy it as soon as it comes out. <laughs> yeah. You say that you say that now, but once you know, it's coming and once you know what the price is, then you can start saving and budgeting and maybe not buying shitty ps4 games at full 60 dollars mm. on the uh on the <laughs> store that's a tall ask brad <laughs> <laughs> uh next story pour one out for your boy the ouya which is I finally mean, finally the i killer. thought that happened three years ago you okay. know uh, i mean you the again the age-old adage of a tree falls in the forest but no one's around to hear it does it actually make a sound uh don't know but Razer uh, bought the startup company Ouya back in 2015, and they discontinued the device. Uh, they eventually merged the content into the Razer's Forge microconsole ecosystem. Uh, and Ouya hung around as a brand name and publisher for Android games. Um, Razer doesn't even have the Forge TV, which was a uh, gaming platform hardware that they used to sell. And now they are officially end-of-lifing Ouya and taking these servers offline for the Ouya store. Uh, this means that until June 25th, 2019, you'll still be able to play and discover games through the online service. Uh, downloading games may still function after that date if they don't require an online check-in. Uh, but if those games do require an online check-in, then you will not be able to play them anymore. Gentlemen, it's a sad day for us all. Is it? <laughs> Is it? This is one of the first big like Kickstarter projects I remember everybody getting all excited for. What did that turn out? It was created. They did yeah, make it. They did make I did, it. I, I guess did they. I guess they officially did what they said they were going to do. Yeah. Um, it just sucks that you know. Ultimately, giving your money to digital bums uh, <laughs> didn't really do anything. All they did, yeah, they made it, but uh, you know, don't do it. Don't do it, folks. Don't support people. Except us. <laughs> the Ouya did have uh, one hit game 
during its time. Uh, Towerfall originated on the Ouya, and then, of course, was ported later to systems that people actually play so that people <laughs> could experience uh, experience that later on. So, yeah, the Ouya is dead. Um, I was like, I liked the form factor of the Ouya. It was a nice little chrome looking box that would sit unassumedly <laughs> on your uh, on your entertainment cabinet. That's like a hell a, of a that's a hell of an endorsement. Yeah, yeah. I like the way the box looked. I did. <laughs> I like the way the system. Looked. So the controller, not not great, not terrific, but yeah. So Ouya is dead, uh, and not a moment too soon. If if <laughs> if, it, if we even realized that it was still alive, as Terrence I, said, I did not. Yeah, I swear to God, I thought that shit was. I didn't even know they had servers to download the games. Look, to be fair, I didn't either. Terrence, <laughs> and I and I and I actually fucking own one, so that's uh. God damn. Yeah. Uh, Finally, in what's a pretty light news week, uh, gaming disorder has been officially recognized by the World Health Organization's list of diseases to some controversy because there are some mental health experts uh, that actually did not want this to be classified because now poor uh, physicians and psychologists will diagnose it willy nilly because now it's in the, the book, if that makes sense. Like all those kids playing Fortnite or adults playing Fortnite or whatever. Um, I, look, this kind of falls under the like gambling Thank you. addiction type thing. Same thing. All right. I, I think, don't see a different. I, I, well, I think, I think now, I think the way that the industry is, is uh, the direction it's going, it, it, it's not gaming addiction. It is the loot box, like gambling part of it. Right. And I think that's, I honestly think that's probably why they made it an addiction at this point, because like games have been out for 60 years. Um, right, and people like, have been um, like, w- didn't we have a story or there was a story a couple of weeks, uh, like a month ago about some dude. That, no, I, we did it on the apocalypse. Right. Some dude died in a fucking. Uh, yeah, he died. At, he was yeah. He was there for like two it, days. Yeah, he was there for forty hours, and that's not necessarily gambling. That's just him playing a game, um, for forty hours straight, and then sitting in his chair and, and dying in it. <laughs> it's ter- um, Terrence. It's like funny you, me- you mentioned two things that uh, responsibilities. Were, you know, Terrence, you've actually mentioned two things that are in this article. So apparently, the gaming disorder. Um, language uses literally the same language word for word as the gambling disorder language in the world health organization list of, disease, list of diseases just substituting the word gaming for gambling um oh, and then also the apparently the reason people think that this was uh put on the list is because they were pressured by asian states like china and south korea uh because they are the ones that deal with it the most, because I, I wouldn't be surprised if that story that was on their apocalypse probably originated in South Korea. If I had I to guess, China. it was China. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I can, uh, yeah, I, I didn't read. I didn't even read the article. I'm smart, <laughs> but no. <laughs> but no, I, like that's I, I. I could see like with the whole loot box thing now, people are like, "Oh, this is gambling." Blah blah blah, whatever. And then like you, you read stories over in, in in the Asian in the Asian continent of people sitting in their chairs and dying, or like kids just playing video games for like five days straight and all this crazy shit. It's the world health organization. So it's not, it's not like located here in the state. So I, 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 I get it, but I don't like the precedent. It's probably going to set. 
because now people like again like doctors are going to prescribe drugs that are like mm, that kid don't really need that he just need his parents to like throw his fucking system in the trash right or you're like, or you're like <laughs> so you'll, have a, you'll have like the fucking webmd parents that are like yeah. why is my child keep playing games he has gaming addiction you know what i mean like that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be what that is i think you're exactly right on that so but it's it's there um yeah. and they had been i don't know teasing is probably not the right word but they, they, there's speculation that this is gonna happen for for quite some time so now it has happened uh before we move on to the topic of the week Make sure you go to youtube.com slash dense pixels. Click the subscribe button, ring the bell icon. You'll never miss an episode of this podcast that gets posted on YouTube. Uh, other content there as well. I'm probably going to start streaming some Dauntless now that I don't play like a fucking idiot that doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> in that game. So we should play. Uh, we, should play. we should absolutely play. Maybe we might even start a dense pixels guild in Dauntless. We'll see I tried that. and I don't know how to fucking do it. All right. Well, I'll take, I'll take care of that. <laughs> okay, game. So no that's clue. I, that's what I always do. I know. Well, I, and like I said, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I know I know I must be getting good at that game because I'm starting to get pissed off at other people now when I'm playing. So that's usually yeah, the good sign that you're good and everyone else is crap. Um, right. Don't forget to subscribe to this show and all the other uh, TNP Studio shows on any podcast app that you use. Uh, it's the Nerdpocalypse is the other shows, Black and Black Cinema, and uh, Coming Distractions as well. Uh, Jay did just post a. New coming distractions video of Brightburn, uh, the new superhero movie, but not really superhero movie uh, produced by James Gunn that came out recently. And if you're not a premium member with TMP Studios, you can change that today by going to densepixels.com slash premium and signing up for just $5 a month or $50 for the entire year. A uh, recent episode of No Time to Bleed came up where Rambo 4, the lighthearted action thriller, from Sylvester Stallone uh, was the most recent episode from there as well. A couple premium shows. And again, you get access to the entire back catalog of those shows as well. So that's densepixels.com slash premium. We are uh, on our um, airing of grievances uh, game now. We're back into it. Awesome. And the last one we did was, um, for those of you that don't know, this airing of grievances is, uh, myself and Jay, as we go through episodes of Seinfeld and relate them to uh, our lives in some way. The last episode we did was uh, called The Understudy, I think, with uh, it was the one with Bre- Bette Midler. The Bette Midler episode, yes. Yes. And it is the first episode with Jay Peterman, um, a, a wonderful tertiary character in that series. Um, we didn't know that Jay Peterman is based off of a real person and his catalog is a real thing. And if is, you watched, is, is he based off of Ralph Lauren? No, no, he's based he's off based of a off man of Jay named, Peterman. J, named oh, really? Jay Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a real Jay Peterman catalog. And if you go into the Jay Peterman catalog, you can read the nonsensical stories that each and every piece of clothing has online. So yeah, do yourself a favor. It's a, listen to that episode and then look that stuff up because it's hilarious. I got to tell you, uh, of all the ancillary characters on Seinfeld, Jay Peterman just nudges out uh, Larry David Steinbrenner for me <laughs> as, far, as far as my favorite recurring ancillary characters on Seinfeld. So that's pretty good that they base that off of a real uh, a real fucking person. Yeah hilarious so there you go and again pulling back the curtain a little bit more as well that 
I, I'm, I'm trying so hard to get the Mission Impossible 2 episode done. You, you guys have no idea how <laughs> fucked those audio files were. And I just haven't had the time to sit down and, and just do it all. Like, I've been doing it in bits and pieces here and there. I'm hoping to have it out this week. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to it because it was a really fucking funny episode. Um, but it's just been a fucking bear to sit down and edit while everything else is still going on as well. So right. trying trying my best. We'll have it soon. And then I think me and Mike will probably be recording a new episode soon anyway Yes, as well. So, so topic of the week is just one. Uh, we mentioned last week that Dauntless was coming to full release, not only on PC, uh, but also on PS4 and Xbox One. This is the new free-to-play monster hunting game uh, from Phoenix Labs that's been in beta, in playable beta, for about a year, a uh, year, year and a half on PC, give or take. Uh, I knew that I was going to check this game out, and Terrence did as well. I don't think we realized how much it was going to consume our life over this last week because it's pretty fucking good. So, Terrence, did you want to explain a little bit about what Dauntless is for the uneducated? Um, Dauntless is basically streamlined Monster Hunter. Um, the game has been in been in open beta. Is it, is it has it been open beta or? It, yeah, it's 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 been. I mean, it's a free to play game that's been in yeah. beta for the last year and a half. So, like, yeah, for the last two years on PC, um, it finally came out uh, last week. It's like not in beta anymore on PC, and it's cross platform platform for everything. So you could be playing with PC players and Xbox One players. Um, they have little um, signs to show which one is which, which is cool. Um, look, I I really enjoy um, Monster Hunter, but sometimes that game gets obnoxiously complicated as far as like builds and like the shit you have to do to search for the the um, the monsters and it, it's some like look again. I'm getting old. And, and, it's, and, if I, and if I can interject real quick, uh, I played Monster Hunter for about three hours, and my reaction after three hours was the quote that exists on Terrence's t-shirt today. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I get it. Look, like I put, I put, I don't know, like two hundred hours into that game. Um, it's good. It's good. Um, Dauntless is, is is a really streamlined version of this. It's like you have your hub world, um, and then you just go on hunts and patrols. The, the, my biggest issue with the game is that they, like the 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 hunts and patrols are just kind of like barren, except for the actual behemoth, which they call them in this game, that you have to face. Like, there's nothing else in the world, and I think maybe later on there may be other things that maybe multiple um, behemoths in the levels. But I don't know yet. Uh, this is fun. Like, if you, t- it's almost like a Fortniteization, <laughs> if you will, of Monster <laughs> Hunter because they have like a similar look to it. Um, like again, you just go out on the hunts and you have you you have to kill the the behemoths to collect gear and parts, things like that, so you can create more gear and then it's just that it's it's the exact same grind. It's not it's not very different. Uh, there's six weapons. Um there's repeaters, there's swords, spears, hammers, axes, and I think that it was that six. I think you uh the warpike also and the war, very very uh, important yeah. to mention the warpike. Yeah, I don't use warpike. I, I love the warpike. Um look. If you like that game but weren't too excited about the complexity of of Monster Hunter, I would highly suggest you download this because it's first first of all it's fucking free. Like you can get almost everything. Um, like you'll take a little bit longer to grind if you don't pay, but look, it is what it is. It's a free to play game. You gotta if, if people are going to be paying, I put five dollars towards it. Whatever. Um, look, I love it. And again, like you said, I'm starting to get to the point where like I'm getting angry at other people. 
<laughs> I'm like, yo, look, nigga, come on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a pattern. Sometimes there's so, there are still certain enemies that I just cannot beat yet. I there's um the dawn strike. I I don't remember what it's called, but there's this there's two enemies that I just can't beat. And I've been in several teams. I just they're pissing me off. So but I'm getting better. For me, as someone who again didn't I like I dipped my toe into the Monster Hunter World pool and immediately pulled my foot out because I knew it was not gonna be a game for me. Um, this was a lot more welcoming and a lot more accessible. I think they do a really good job of easing you in, especially if you've never played a game in this genre before, and really encouraging you to try lots of different stuff. Like, if I recall, and Terrence, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Monster Hunter was like, hey, pick your weapon and then get really good with this weapon before you try doing other stuff. Yeah, that's why they have the practice arena. Yeah. Because every weapon, well, it's just like this game, every weapon has um, <clears throat> combos and shit like that, and each one has certain things that it does best. Um, Monster Hunter, the weapons are way more clunky. Like they're, they're like the hammers and the axes are kind of they're like super slow in this game, but they're not as just clunky as they are in Monster Hunter. Like once you get good with them, like you know what you're doing, but it takes a lot of practice in Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and this can, one, you can in, within a couple of hunts, you can nail down at least the basic combo. Yeah, you can figure out like the hardest the hardest weapon to use, I think, in this game is probably the hammer because it's got the like the fire mode and it's also like you can shoot stuff with it, and it's just the hammer. Um Monster Hunter, they had like a can what was a spear or a lance that did that actually became one of my favorite weapons, but it's not easy to use. And you're stationary a lot with it. Uh this one again, you can this one doesn't have a practice, so you just gotta gotta hunt and then figure out shit. Um but it, it's just it's just easier. It just is. And, and you're right, Monster Hunter was like, yo, here's here's all the weapons. They're available from the start. Um, have fun, nigga. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even teach you how to play. They really don't even really teach you that much. They like they apparently it was it was a lot more accessible than the rest of them, which is shocking to me. Which like I can't I can't wild. imagine, I couldn't imagine what the other ones were like before. If it wasn't as accessible as the one that I played, because I'd have been like, nah, <laughs> but no, <laughs> fuck it, nope. But I but I've been really excited. Like I found a couple weapons that I really like so far. Like I really like the war pike. Um, I like the repeaters. I quite dig the axe as well i haven't really gotten to use that one as much but mm. i i've been i've been enjoying kind of the pursuit of perfecting skill because like Terrence said each weapon plays very different from the other weapons not only in style but also in what you are supposed to be doing during the hunt to help your team as well like the reason yeah. i like the war pike is because that weapon can is the really the only weapon that can open up wounds on the monster which helps your entire team because it gives them areas to target to do bonus damage it can also help weaken the monster dramatically for knocking parts off which is something you definitely want to do uh during the hunt because that's uh you want to scavenge as many things as you possibly can that's how you level up essentially you need parts to level up the gear that you you want you create so so that's been that's been really fun um i agree with you about the open world a little bit it doesn't bother me that much um because i don't mind running around and just foraging while you're hunting for the monster. I know you said in Monster Hunter they had other small enemies that you could kill. Um yeah. that would basically do the same thing. It does it doesn't bother me that those aren't in there. Like I don't mind running around just picking flowers and shit <laughs> as you're <laughs> as you're running around trying to find this behemoth uh on these little tiny islands that they that they basically put you on. So there's only one monster that you per hunt, right? Per hunt. 
So like basically the way it works, so Mike, you is go you out select, in an instance. Yes, specifically yes. to find that thing, and there's nothing else there. You just find that thing, except for resources that you can scavenge to make like tonics and potions and shit like that as well. Yeah, okay. and then live on grenades. Um, right, I do a little bit of damage. Okay, so but now you know, it's fun. If you if you couldn't get into Monster Hunter, like this one again, it's it's I a lot to, simpler. I, I really tried to get into Monster Hunter, and that game was just like. But Micah, see up. the the reason you might like this is because the combat feels very satisfying. Like it, it like it's it's not quite as satisfying as like a God of War, for example. Like that's on the extremely enjoyable end, and then Monster Hunter to me seems like on the extreme unenjoyable end. And this is nicely in the middle, where like there's different strategies to figure out, and you have to be precise to fight. But you look cool while you're doing stuff like that. Like that's one of the things for me uh, that that passes the sniff test is does your character look cool uh, while they're doing things in the game? And yeah, you definitely look cool. I'm looking <laughs> at this. I'm looking at videos. It looks like everything flows a little better. Like the the problem for me with Monster Hunter, again with every single one of those goddamn weapons is. It just feels it feels like I'm pressing too many buttons to to do anything right, and it just it didn't feel right. And then yeah, it, this is a square and triangle, and and, and sometimes R one and R one yeah, depending yeah. on the weapon. Yeah, so, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I, and it tells I, you I the know. combos and when you pause the game. Okay, and you have to play with other people. No. Yes. Well, no, you can do on private hunts, but it's in your interest at least starting out. No, I, I, I do private hunts because sometimes. Like <laughs> thing is, no, no, serious. Because the 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 behemoth scale. If you do a private hunt, they're not as strong as a four player. Oh, really? I did not yeah. know that. I thought I thought it was just the same hit points and damage. Oh, wow. That's how I use. That's why. I, that's how I practice. Interesting. You I did not realize that. I I've been avoiding private hunts because I'm like, well, I don't feel like taking on this thing by myself. I can finish a private hunt in like three minutes. Wow. Okay. Depending, well, on, depending on the weapon, something. And again, it's it's when you do a private hunt, the the behemoth, the behemoth has a hundred hundred percent health. Uh, two people is one thirty three. Three people is one sixty, and in uh, four is two hundred percent. So, oh. yeah. So it's scale, interesting. Oh. Depending on how many people are in the actual hunt. Hmm. But Michael, playing with other folks isn't bad. A, you don't have to talk to anybody. Like it's yeah, not really well, everyone is there to kill the <laughs> right, yeah, right. And everyone there has the same goal in mind. You just might get frustrated with people that do dumb shit. Okay. Like so, like like me. like the like the clip that I posted in in the in the group uh, densepicks.com slash fans where I fucking killed the monster while the rest of my teammates were lying dead yeah. on the ground <laughs> essentially <laughs> was because they kept running in with like fucking with reckless abandon, not dodging and burning all of their revives early. <laughs> in the game i've done that because some again some of those monsters i just have a really really difficult right. time but then when it happens i've only had one instance where one person was able once i just got knocked out and couldn't get back up once it says 100 percent, like one person actually was able to survive and beat it yeah. which i was like that's cool thank now, you and that's the other thing too like so so far all of the monsters have felt very different from one another in terms they of are. the strategies you have to employ against them and the attacks they do and and things of that nature as well so yeah, very, very like like the, I've ran across this one that has like shock powers that literally creates like an electric fence around you and then fucking runs in and charges. He's a, at he's you a fucking team. asshole. Yeah, that dude. Uh, that, <laughs> that guy's a dick. <laughs> that guy is a dick. I I don't think I've beaten him yet either. I think. Oh no, I did take him down. There, it's the Hellion that I need to do next. That in the in the uh, the quest chain that I'm doing. Um. So Terrence mentioned that the game is free to play, and and it is. And so far, I have not been able to detect any notions of pay to win which is good 
Um, that being said, the game does have literally every free-to-play mechanic that has ever existed in any <laughs> video game ever. Does it have loot boxes? You betcha. It does have loot boxes. <laughs> kind of. You can't buy them separately. The cells. Yeah, the cells are yeah. kind of a big part of the game, though. Um, does it have multiple premium currencies? You better believe it. There's at least three of them in the yeah, game. And that's the yeah, and you use those to like fuse cells together. Which, by the way, I don't know if you've done any of that yet. I have. I now, have. You know how fucking long that should take. Well, that's well. Well, Terrence, good news. Yeah. If you don't want to wait twenty four hours, <laughs> yeah, you, you can, can pay you can, another premium <laughs> currency to speed up the process when you're trying to fuse yeah. your cells together. And Micah, cells are important, though they're not necessary to win. They are how you basically make your builds. Like cells yeah. are augments that you can swap into your gear uh, and that's how you make builds because they give you perks and different abilities and stuff like that uh does it have a battle pass absolutely it certainly <laughs> does have a battle pass that you can buy into to get all sorts of cool cosmetic gear um it's got all of it like i said if you can think of a free-to-play mechanic uh the game has it for sure uh but again it hasn't it hasn't seemed like it's encroached too much uh into pay-to-win territory at all really because you can't buy crafting materials and you can't buy weapons and armor. So, like the stuff that you actually use in the hunts, you you have to earn and and craft. Well, yourself. No, you can you except can for buy, potions. You, except no, you for can potions. buy the potions that you craft <laughs> with the crafting materials. <laughs> it's just it just bypass the crafting materials part and just buy the fucking potions. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that I'm. But a that's little really stupid because like about. I have so much crafting material. Oh, you do? Crafting. Okay, good. Because I because early yeah, like, no. from levels five to ten, I was pretty scarce. And so no, I was no. looking at those potions in the in the the no, premium you, store, like the one that there's uh, the the red mushrooms is the ones that I had the the least amount of. I have like over 150 now. Okay, but cool. Every time you go to hunt, just pick them up. That's it. And they 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 accumulate really quickly because a lot of times I forget to create potions. <laughs> so I just I'm just running in with just my health and maybe like one like frenzy potion or something like that to increase my damage for for 60 seconds. Okay. So that's so, yeah, that's, you don't they, yeah, there's there's no reason to ever purchase any potions. Don't no, that's just a waste of fucking money. Well, good. That makes now, me very happy to hear that for sure. Now, what you may possibly want, like I'm not gonna do it, but like there is a I think you pay 10 bucks, you you double the amount of um everything you get when you finish a hunt. Yeah, you double everything. So if you get if you get one knock if you knock over one piece you double it <laughs> you know so but that's ten dollars so you know yeah i'm I'm okay i'm okay on that regard for 30 days i was like i'm looking at it like i really want to create this fucking armor though <laughs> no, <laughs> i was like no i'm not gonna do that. fuck that see but, that's um, my problem right like i would 100 <laughs> do that like i would 100 spend that money and that's yeah. that's my big thing about this is this i i don't i I will fall into those free to play mechanics if it makes things like easier. But by but by the same token though, they do they give you a lot. Like they have the patrols and every day um you can do five patrols and get double orbs. Like there's different orbs that represent the elements and that's the main at least at the low levels that's the main way that you upgrade your weapons and your armor. Yeah. Um so they they give that to you pretty pretty steadily. Like Terrence said you need to start collecting the monster parts. Um, once you want to upgrade past, like, I think it's level six in your armor and weapons, yeah. um, to do that. So that, that's where, that's where I guess that would become more of an incentive that I haven't even been tempted to, to see that. Like, I, I, I didn't even know it was in the game, honestly, like when Terrence oh. told me 
just yeah, now. It's like, oh wow. The nah. other the other issue with the game though is that the servers have not been great the first week. Now that being said, I have noticed a marked improvement this weekend over earlier in the week. So the biggest oh, no, issue way yeah because i told you like i posted that shit in the, out in the group i was dead ass serious i'm like yo <laughs> these don't, yo, don't get better by fucking sunday night i'm deleting it and yeah. no i would because <laughs> i'm very fickle like that. so it like the beginning of the week it was taking me so like the way it works is when you're in the social hub um you initiate your hunt you say i want to go hunt this monster i want to go on this patrol and then it searches for a server for you beginning of the week it was taking me on average like five minutes to find a server that could accommodate me now over the past couple days that I've been playing, it's only taken like 30 seconds. So that's, that's been a lot better. Um, there's also a bug apparently that you can't cancel matchmaking. Once you start it, um, yeah, that's going to get fixed. But if you accidentally start a hunt that you didn't mean to, then you're going on that hunt unless you disc, unless you go back to the main menu. No, it, once it finds that you can cancel it. Oh, does it? Okay. <laughs> that's good to know. I just, all right. Um, and then I'll, I'll go on a patrol, but I want I want to do a solo patrol, but I accidentally press X too quickly, so then I gotta wait for it okay. to find two people, and then I'm like, sorry, bro, I just want to do this myself. And then the only other thing is, um, there's still the occasional server queue uh, when you go to log into the game for the first time. It's down to taking at worst like five to ten minutes now that you have to wait to get in um, if you if you encounter one at all. Uh, but those are still there as well. Again, they're getting better. Um, I guess they were a little overwhelmed. I think they, I think they had four million new users come like in f- within the first couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like I feel, like, I feel like they didn't realize like how popular the game was going to be. Well, they they announced it, and people were like, "Yo, this looks really fun." I don't realize. I don't know if they realized how much how big the console base is. Because let's keep it real. Like people play PC, though the PC base is not as big as the console base. It's just not. I mean, it might surprise you for a game I mean, like no. this, especially. But it's PC, Xbox One, and, P- and PS4. Well, no, I, I think they definitely underestimated. Like, oh, yeah, shit. how many people were going to come? And, and crossplay, like, come on, you didn't know, you didn't, you didn't know. <laughs> come <laughs> on, you know, like, I'm like, y'all just, and you're, and you're with Epic now. You knew better. Come on, like, I mean, <laughs> but they're getting better, so it's cool. But like, I don't. They should have had like double the servers at least. Than they had because that was kind of weird. It was a really bad launch for the first couple of days. I, I, I know it's I know I it's good kicked because... out occasionally. Oh, I see. I never got really. I haven't really gotten kicked out. I it happened once. Happened once I got to me. Ever. Out of a hunt that I was on for like fifteen minutes. That should piss me. Off. Uh, I would have pissed me off too. <laughs> Honestly, that would have pissed me off a lot. Um, it's really good. like I know it's good because I'm thinking about playing it when I'm not playing it. So that's that's always a good sign. And that's the thing about Monster Hunter. Like if you were to be able, if you were able to get into it, mm-hmm. get past the, like the complexity of it, it's the same exact thing. Like that, it's the exact same grind, but it's just so much easier. And which is what I want. At least yeah. I want easy. I don't want. I don't want to fucking yeah. hit my Monster head against the wall. How how difficult is the actual hunt? Like, are you just kind of wandering around, or like Monster Hunter? You had to like track the thing. Uh, you no, you literally just have to run around, and then once once one of your teammates finds it, they usually throw up a flare 
that yeah, you can usually, see anywhere on the run. island, and then you just run towards it, basically. That shit makes me mad. That's the other thing that pisses me off. Like, I'm running around, I can't find it, and then I see my fucking teammate's health going down. I'm like, nigga, y'all fighting it, but you didn't throw a flare out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know where it's at. I have no clue where the damn thing is. I'm like, thanks. And Micah, don't worry, you can get new flares so that when you pop your flare in the air, all your teammates can see a cool image. When, oh, uh, when it pops I, there. I got I got the I got the like the ninja flare <laughs> in a pose. It's a it's cool. I also want to want to call them out and give them credit too. They did something that I've never seen a game do yet. They don't have gender options in the game. Um, you you pick your face, and they definitely have faces that look more masculine and faces that look more feminine, and you can pick a body type which again is either masculine or feminine but it's not necessarily boy or girl yes it is because there are some there's some costumes that you get where you you, you definitely get cleavage oh really okay well then <laughs> yeah. i stand i stand corrected i thought they were being super progressive and having nah, a lot of gender not fluidity <laughs> not just in the yet. game i mean you can't have a, a more feminine face on a male character male frame because i was like i don't really want to create a dude and i couldn't figure out how to change the body type <laughs> for okay. a couple minutes but yeah they create the the creative character is pretty deep as well like you'll spend a a, a good 30 minutes creating character mm, like that mean that means an hour <laughs> at minimum <laughs> yeah Mike, they do let you tweak all the little the, yeah, it's, it, it, it is, is it is a is a mass effect style uh oh, face man. system that you can uh that you can tweak up so be warned when you go <laughs> when you go into it that that's the thing um so I'm looking at Borderlands 3 as kind of the next big game that's going to occupy a shitload of my time. Um, I could see, as long as they keep adding stuff to keep you coming back, and to be clear, like we're we're still in the infancy of Dauntless. They could, they could do a lot of stuff to this game um, to improve and, it as time goes along, adding new monsters and weapons and all it's sorts 24. of stuff. Yeah. And I've only fought like 10. <laughs> Right. Oh, and, and we haven't even made it to the end game yet. Like there's yeah. there's like elite weapons that you can get. There's all sorts of stuff. Yeah, there are heroic hunts, there are like uh, rare weapons. It's, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. So I could definitely see this carrying me um until September with some other stuff thrown in here and there. I'm actually really interested to play Ultimate Alliance now for some reason, after watching some gameplay on it. Um so but like I, I feel like this might be one of the games that I'm I'm sticking with a lot because I'm I'm really having fun. <clears> have you started like tweaking your build at all? Any builds here? I have a, here I have and there. A build and I have a and I have a repeater build so far. Here and there, like like I'm I'm finally getting like a lot of plus twos and a couple plus three cells now. So now I'm actually like paying attention to what they're getting slotted into a little bit. Armor itself. Yeah. Say so again. The armor. I have I have a I have two sets that are like plus six right now and mm. a few other ones that I'm working on. So I like, I, I have, I have neutral sets. I have a neutral set. That's fucking plus six just to have that in case. And now I'm trying to grind out the elemental stuff okay. to, uh, to make that better as well. So it's been really fun. Like I said, Mike, you should at least give it a shot. Um, and see if it's something you can get into. Cause again, it's been me and Terrence been enjoying the shit out of it. as we've been going. Well, I've downloaded it, so I'll see, uh, I'll probably, uh, hop on the creative create a character tonight and then play it next week. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Uh, if you would like to buy Dauntless for nothing, 
but you still this is a dumb lead. Go to jazzpixel.com <laughs> slash Amazon. I was trying to figure out a fucking clever way to segue into it, but I couldn't. If you want to take advantage of all of the microtransactions that Dauntless has to offer, buy a PlayStation card or an Xbox card at Amazon.com through the Dense Pixels. I'm not good at this shit. Yeah. So again, it's densepixels.com slash Amazon. You pay the same low Amazon price for anything you buy, big or small. We get a small percentage of the sale. It helps support the podcast. Use it whenever you buy anything on Amazon. So we turn to you at facebook.com. Sorry, densepixels.com. God, I'm all over the fucking place today. <laughs> got my guy. densepixels.com slash fans uh, to ask you questions that you would like us to answer on the podcast that are gaming related. We'll start with Malcolm, who says, can lack of communication from a company kill interest in a game to the point where it is considered dead? He also asks us our thoughts on Double or Nothing I will save the second part of the question for a second. I feel like Malcolm is slightly alluding to Anthem, but there are other games that have suffered this as well. So guys, do you think lack of communication from a company can kill interest in a game? Um, Because there are certain games that are probably coming out later on this year that I don't even fucking remember. Yeah. It's all, yeah, because it's all a part of marketing. Like, that's literally marketing 101, right? Like, if you don't talk about your game or... Like if you go through like long stretches of time without, you know, an update, people will start to not care anymore. Unless it's something like, you know, unless it's some sort of legacy franchise like Final Fantasy, you know what I mean? Like, and then the mere mention of, you know, a, a, a three minutes of of a, of a trailer will lead people to make 30 minute videos dissecting it you know what i mean like but that's a look that's you know something that that franchise has kind of earned uh you know in regard to like anthem i 100 forgot that i have anthem on. <laughs> i i totally forgot about it and i i i feel cheated because i bought i bought into it it's my own goddamn fault but yeah i bought into it and, uh, don't forget about it too. I'm telling you. <laughs> I mean, look, it's 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 a tough market. Anthem specifically, it's a tough market for right now because there's yeah. so many good fucking games coming out that again, Dauntless doesn't cost a, a dime. Looter shooter is loot. No, fucking Anthem failed miserably. Right, <laughs> and all these like fucking play games. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like Destiny. It doesn't have the writing that Borderlands has. It's not free like Apex Legends. Like, what does it have? <laughs> and and, and cool, cool skills. It's got cool skill, cool skill builds. <laughs> does but it? not, but not. It, it, no, it does. Like if you could, if you got a cool build running, like you could feel like a fucking badass. But the problem is there ain't a lot to do in the game right now. <laughs> yeah, while they're okay. still fixing shit. So and it's. And like I said, you it, it, especially in this, it, it's it's different when the game hasn't released yet. I feel like when a game hasn't released, you just have to layer the breadcrumbs in an intelligent fashion so that people don't forget about you because there's always new stuff being announced. Once your game is out, every game, especially games that have a, a heavy social component to them, have a window. And if you don't maximize that window, then it might it might stagger you for a long, long time. 
after that. It's very difficult to recover if you can't maximize when all of the when all the eyes of the gaming world are on you. And Anthem had a good two three weeks where everyone's eyes were on them, not for good reasons. <laughs> they didn't need those, eyes. right? And Division the same way. Like Division, I feel like theirs only lasted a week, and then it kind of went away. And it peaked up a little bit when they released the new like world tier end game level. And then it went away. And then they waited a month before they put their raid out. And then by the time that happened, most casual players had moved on. The hardcore players were pissed because of how the raid was laid out. And I feel like they're going to be in a tough spot now. So it's it's tough nowadays. Um, Terrence, I know you didn't watch it. Micah, did you watch Double or Nothing? I watched the whole thing. Are you I serious? To, I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know where to watch it. Wow. The show and the uh and the main card. So I did not watch it. I followed uh on social media. I have thoughts, but Michael, what did you think as someone who actually watched the show? Um it it was very entertaining. It's funny, you know, Cody is has this whole attitude killer thing going, you know, like, oh, I've got to I gotta kill the attitude era. A lot of his match in particular felt like an attitude era match. Um, I enjoyed the wrestling. Um, the biggest thing I have about the matches is that they go on too long, especially the big three. There mm. are way, way too many false finishes. Um, that Kenny Omega Chris Jericho match was like 40 minutes. Jesus Christ. Was yeah, it good? Bro. Like, I mean, look, it is it, it's, it's good, but it, it gets to a point where it's just like, all right, I kind of want this to be over, right? Like the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, I love tag team wrestling. And it was amazing. It just went on way too long. That was like another 35-minute match. Like the matches, the matches were were they were way too long and there were way too many false finishes. Cody and 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 Dustin, I forget how long their match was. They must have hit like three or four crossroads a piece or some <laughs> nonsense like that. It, look, that match was really good. It was really good. And it did something that um that a WWE match hasn't hasn't it got an um, an, an emotional response out of me in a way that a WWE match hasn't done in a very long time. But I think part of that is just because the Who's two of those guys, right. And who right. their father is, right? Like at the end of the match, one, uh, uh, Dustin, you know, he bladed and he cut himself way too deep. Yes, he did. I saw fucking pictures of that. Jesus online. Christ, dude. Like you would have thought he had on just, you would have thought he had on like red face paint. Like it was just all over the place. Like you know that image of Austin versus Bret Hart, where Austin yeah. is like ah, and his blood is out. Nah, yo, it looked like somebody took a paint roller, rolled <laughs> red paint over it, and then just rolled it up and down his face. Ugh. It was it was gross. But at the end of that match, right? Like at the end of that match, Cody is is he was like, no, nah, you don't get to retire, and and you see, this is this is. You know, when me and Tony and the Young Bucks and Kenny, when we were com coming before, before all this was a thing, I, I signed my name for a match because I want to face what I think is the best tag team in the world, the Young Bucks versus me and a partner of my choosing. And and I don't need a partner. I don't need a friend. I need my older brother. And I'm just like, yo, <laughs> this, yo, this guy is like, 
Yo, <laughs> get rid of them fucking onions, man. Like, cause the, you know it, but that's because of who they are. You know what I mean? Like, it was for, for I didn't know a lot of the wrestlers. I didn't know a lot of them, but it it's good. It was good. It's not polished though. There's what? a lot of there was a lot of uh up. Oh, we we kind of botched this move, so let's just do it over. There was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of uh, like wrestlers, though, right? Right, like there was a lot of like you know poor camera shots, and mm. it felt it didn't feel like a glorified house show. It felt like they really put on something that they're I proud of. Set. I was like, yo, this is twelve thousand people here. This is kind of I ain't yeah. never seen. I mean, I mean not not to throw shade, but it looked kind of like a TNA set does. So I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. No, but I mean, <laughs> less people in the TNA. There were less people in the TNA arena than that. Probably true. So yeah. here's so as someone who didn't watch it, so I didn't get wrapped in the wrestling. It says a lot to me <clears throat> that the bulk of the coverage around this event were the spots and when i say spots i don't mean like the spots in the match i mean the cutesy dumb shit that they were doing uh, as opposed to the wrestling so you can't sit there and thumb your nose at you know the big bad wwe and talk about how different when you are when you're so reliant on them to get pops from the crowd like every single fucking thing that was notable from that pay-per-view from someone who did not watch it that I heard about was, oh, Cody took a sledgehammer and yeah. took a sledgehammer to the, the skull throne at the top of the thing. Yeah. And Cody hit a Superman punch and a stomp on Dustin, which but the, the fucking stomp, by the way, like him throwing shade at Seth Rollins, of all people, is very <laughs> telling Cody Rhodes, by the way, of what of where you think your position should have been uh, with WWE, <laughs> just FYI. And, oh, Chris Jericho, like having these dudes like come out and mimic his his old poses and have the lists of jericho and all like before his, like it's just like it's very fucking cute and we're all winking at the camera and it's like i ah, see like I when i like that, did you i like i because it because it goes back to what you said a couple of weeks ago about how you appreciate chris jericho for for reinventing himself mm-hmm. they had a guy come out as the Lionheart, right and then he had uh, a guy come out as y2j and then he had a guy come out as that foppish you know right list chris jericho and now this is this is the fourth incarnation of chris jericho this is literally evil jericho okay <laughs> and so it was it was kind of cute i didn't appreciate i didn't like that that you know, first of all, Cody came out, right? He came out and, and he, with voiceover, there's more than one Royal family and professional wrestling. And then you see, (laughs) (laughs) and then you see the, and then you see this, this, you know, cheaply made, uh, stone throne with an iron cross on the back of it. Okay, well, who has whose whose logo is an iron cross? Uh, well, right? in case you weren't sure, they would make it very blatantly obvious. Yeah, and then he, and then he came down to the ring, and his wife gives him a sledgehammer, and then he walks all the way back up to the ramp to fucking you know hit the hit the throne with the sledgehammer and have it break and all that. Like, all right, if if you're not. You know, you've gone on regular saying you're not trying to compete with them. You ain't got to do all that. Because guess what? Guess what? You don't want to draw their ire, yo. You really don't. Like, WWE ain't going nowhere. 
And right. if you and that's the la- and that's the one thing that everybody says Vince McMahon needs, right? He needs somebody to, to, to light a fire under his ass to get him to 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 start doing you know cool shit again or whatever. Nah, yo, you don't you don't want to do that, yo. You don't want to do that. And that's the thing that people are like, oh man, WWE's gonna lose like a lot of their top no. guys that came up from the Indies. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's say like a couple dudes from Raw and SmackDown go to AEW. Oh no, we have to call up Johnny Gargano and the Undisputed Era and all this. Like, they yeah, got the gotta, fucking Rizzler. Oh man, that's gonna be so terrible. Right. Like, we gotta call <laughs> all this all this talent that everyone loves. We just gotta bring them up. Oh darn, <laughs> you know. So I I enjoy the program. Um, I would watch a weekly episode uh, episodic series. Um, there was a lot of like like there was a there was a lot of inclusivity. You know, a lot of like there was a transgender wrestler at one point. There was a, uh, an openly gay wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I know that. Did you see that clip? <laughs> I, I haven't seen the clip, but I know who he is. Yeah, but you know who he is. And yeah. he, at one point he had Tommy Dreamer and he was ramming Tommy Dreamer's face into his ass. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck is going on? But, um, it was a good it was a fun show um i would watch a weekly episodic television series of it i wouldn't watch three hours of it <laughs> and, it, and i mean are you paying fifty dollars for the next fucking right. AEW event right right so and look, you had to pay for it it's 50 bucks yeah they're yeah they're pay-per-views man like they're they're 50 dollars. you pay piece. for it it was 50 dollars, man like they're, they're, they're yeah they're pay-per-views hmm Okay. <laughs> that went a little longer than I thought. Uh, that's okay, though. Um, much, like, much, much like every one of the big matches. Right. <laughs> or, or, the, or the show in general. And by the way, uh, before we move on from that, a fun fact. Um, apparently, the percentage of wrestling, like the percentage of time spent on the pay-per-view that was wrestling, is the exact, pretty much the, was the exact same as the WWE's averaged on their pay-per-views as well for the last four years. So Yeah, so it's... You Go know. figure. Like, hey, you, you got a template, yo. Just, just face facts, yo. You, you use the template. It's fine. But look, they're you so, did. they're, they're so different. They're so different. <laughs> it's like it's just, um, like it's just not Vince McMahon. Like, come on, though. right? And, and, and fine. I need John, everybody to just be like, to just stop with the whole, you know, it's a war. If you really like AEW, you don't want a war. Yeah, because mm. <laughs> you really don't. But they drug, WWE is a billion dollar company. They drug Bret Hart out there. I saw that, and he looked like he was having a little bit of trouble carrying that belt. He looked like he was having trouble carrying the belt. I'm like, God damn, <laughs> how heavy is it? Like, come on. Uh, I will let Johnny probably put the best quote out there because he and I were chatting back and forth a lot this weekend about this. Uh, he says, Johnny says, we're paying for unprotected chair shots, man on woman violence, blade jobs, and try hard edgy language. Right, right. But 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 the whole Cody gimmick for the match was the attitude killer. Okay, bro. All right, bro. Your your you, you, your whole pay per view was an attitude era pay per view. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Anthony, thanks you, Mike, for recommending Guacamelee. By good. the way, I'm glad you enjoy it because it's uh, and I'm glad you bought it because it's uh, it's a good, it's a really good game that people should uh, that people should play. Uh, Mark says, do you think the showcases such as E3 may in a way put too much pressure on studios to hit specific deadlines and would pulling a Netflix like Apex Legends did be a workable model? Um, basically, like don't announce a game until it's almost finished. Um, 
no one no no you can't you well to, to tackle the second part of the question first um apex was able to happen in the way that it happened specifically because of who was developing it and what their last game was because titanfall 2 released to a big whelm of nothing in the industry partly because of where ea put it out and it's a game that created a fan base over time and also you have to also consider that anthem was releasing in the same proximity which was a huge game for ea that they were throwing a lot of marketing dollars behind apex is such an anomaly in the in the industry today you can't have that you just can't because you need like if you're a triple a and also apex is free to play also a very important distinction (laughs) that you have that you have to note as well if you're if you're a triple a game that costs $59.99 that you need people invested you need you need to give people time you need to show them trailers you need to show them demos you need to keep the hype rolling you need to give time for pre-orders to come in yeah because because even the best word of mouth game is not going to sell incredibly well after launch you're going to get the most copies sold in the first week the game comes out that's just the way it works um, i would like follow- it's like movies I would follow the the uh, Borderlands three model. Like it, they announced it what a month and a half ago, two yeah. months ago. It's coming out in September. That's a good window. Like, I'm tired of I'm tired of them saying, "Oh, this game is coming out in 2020." Like nigga, I don't care. Like I just don't. <laughs> I really don't care if it's not if it's coming out in the next 18 months. I don't care if you don't keep talking about it. I would have forgotten about the game. Um, but yeah, this is it like six month, seven month window. Do yeah, that. Per- from- perfect. Perfect. Yeah, do that from now on, please. I'm tired of you motherfuckers. Like E3, I just don't even care about E3 anymore. I don't. Like, show me a game and then let me know what's coming out within the next eight months. And that's it. Like, and it's then, cool to see trailers and all other shit, but like, not if it's not coming out until 2021. Sorry. And then the first part of the question, um, does it put too much pressures? It, it probably does put on them to get that vertical slice cut out that they need for E3. But at the same time, it's all that's there's a the reason that event is so important is because that is the event that all the journalists come to in one shot. And I get like if you have these little reveals, a your coverage doesn't get amplified as much um, as it does going to an E3. And you just ha- you have to go where the people are. That's just kind of how it works. So. Uh, last question for this week, Cam. And this will probably go to Micah mostly. Uh, the Pokemon Direct was announced today. It's coming happening on June fifth. What do you hope they show? Um, I I hope that they show a mini game where you can take pictures of Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I you know I hope they show the actual game. I hope that you can. I mean, like. Everything that Pokemon has, I don't, I don't know what new you could do, right? Because the first thing that I thought of was, all right, well, show me that I can customize my character. Oh wait, like uh, other Pokemon games have done that. Um, <laughs> the Pokemon has a very specific formula that is hyper successful. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, and. That's what I think. That's what I think Pokemon fans want. I think that's what Nintendo wants, and I think that's what they're going to show you. You're gonna you're gonna do the same thing you always do. You're gonna wake up. You're gonna meet with your Professor Oak analog. You're gonna pick one of three different types. You're gonna have a rival who's gonna pick your opposite type, 
And I, I just think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the best looking Pokemon game. But I think that they have to come hard with new, like online features, especially because this, this is the first proper console Pokemon game ever. I mean, like, like, it, like in the mainline series, like an online battle arena or something like that. You, you have to show people that, Hey, stepping up from the DS and the game boy means something to this franchise. I don't think you can just roll out the same old fucking template. I think you, I, I think to an extent you have to, because you don't want to piss off the fucking fans and you want to keep them happy with what they expect. But I think there needs to be a strong level of connectivity in some way in this game. And I think that they need to kind of lay the seeds for that and show a little bit of that off at E3. And I also think, I also hope that they announce a release date as well. Yeah, I think they'll do a release date. I, I like your idea. I think they should. You you need online battles. Like you need you need online battles. Like what's the point of of raising, of leveling these things up and collecting all of them? You you need to have online battles and there needs to be like uh, like okay. a real life leaderboard. Yeah, I'm about to say you need you know you also need some kind of ranked play, I think yeah. as well. Yeah, you there needs to be like a real life ranked play system where you know like like and then and then the top four people could be called the elite four i mean like those people would cream their pants to be a member members of the elite four you know what i mean so yeah that'll be yeah i'm stealing brad's idea that's what i think uh that's what i hope they show online battle so if you guys also want to ask us questions in the post office every week, make sure you join our Facebook group, densepixels.com slash fans, where we ask you exclusively uh, to contribute whenever the post office gets listed. Make sure, again, you subscribe to all of the uh, TNP Studio shows on whatever app you use to get your podcast. Go to YouTube, youtube.com slash densepixels. Uh, you can also follow Terrence on Twitch at Apparition410 and follow Carrie on Twitch at Suppets Carry, uh, I would imagine that if Terrence, is, Terrence remembers to stream, uh, you will also see him playing Dauntless as well over these next uh, coming weeks. So mm-hmm. that is it for us this week. Uh, we will also in the in this next week's time figure out what we're doing for E3. Um, much like the E3 show has been paired back, I would expect the amount of coverage that we're doing is going to be a little bit paired back as well. Um, but we'll see. Uh, We'll have to figure out what we're doing and we'll let you guys know. So that is it. Thank you very much for watching. And we will talk to you next time. See you. Take it easy.